We're going to hear from the new head coach at Old Dominion, Mike Jones, at uh, 335. Also hear from the current football coach, Ricky Ronnie, at 4. He was there today. Everybody was there today at the uh, big Mike Jones unveil, uh, reveal, the big reveal. Although it was, you know, it wasn't a surprise. Everybody knew it was happening. But, uh, boy, what a show uh, the university put on today. And what a great energy there was in the big blue room. And we weren't even intoxicated. They weren't even serving alcohol in the big blue room this time. And, they, you know, normally they are during the games. I, I've been told at least. I don't know. Because I'm always drink. I'm always working. Not, not, ooh, I'm Whoa, drinking uh, work. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, look, there's some games where you kind of wish you could go back to the blue room <laughs> and then come back out for a reset. But anyway. All that being said, what a day it was with you know seeing Mike Jones. I mean, I, I tell you, he got emotional. I was getting emotional thinking about you know what his emotions were, and it you know he said some stuff that I, I actually really, really can relate to, and things frankly that he and I have discussed years past. I mean, it's just it was wild. So I'll get at all that today, and you know the emotional unraveling of it all. And you know, look, there's work to do. Um, I'm excited as all get out for him. Just again, just to see the support today. I mean, Jeff Jones is there. Or excuse me, Pop Jones is there. I'm supposed to call him that now. Uh, you know, he's there today. You know, he was obviously a guy in Mike's ear during this uh, as well in this process. You know, Mike uh, talked about his time. And really, I, the story I had not heard that he shared about why he got into college coaching. Um, I thought I knew the whole backstory, but it was really interesting to hear from him um, with how Mike Young at Virginia Tech kind of gave him the offer you can't refuse kind of kind of moment and to, to get him there uh it's a lot about family obviously and about a university that mean, means a whole lot to uh mike jones so uh it was it was exciting and I, and I think if there are people that had you know like everybody had their candidate in their mind or whatever right um and look there were people there that were very much pro drew williamson today uh that were supporting mike which was just great to see and again both guys you know that care a whole lot about the university i just you know as I said here on Tuesday, whenever we started getting to the candidate side of this thing, after we, you know, got past the, the news that Jeff was retiring, was look, there. This could be real simple, and I know they hired this firm, and people have been, you know, text or tweeting me for two days now, like, why do they hire a firm if they were going to hire Mike Jones right away? It was simple. Well, I mean, there's more to it. I think Wood did a good job explaining the head start you get, and and I know, look, the timing in which Jeff revealed to them what was going on with Sunday. But let's be honest, I mean, if it didn't cross your mind since December 20th when you found out that he had a heart attack that he may not return to the bench ever, I think you're lying to yourself. And I think we all thought that and wondered that and didn't know. So, you know, as they always say in these, this business, we got to have your short list ready. I mean, I think they probably had their short list ready, right? I mean, it's fair to say that. And then you have the firm that, you know, the, the search firm that tells you who their short list is and everybody cross-references their thing. But at the end of the day, it is a, a Wood Sea League and obviously Dr. Hemphill decision. And here at Wood Sea League today, talk about how if you work with Dr. Hemphill, you're going to do it in a hurry and not waste any time. And then to hear that literally they, they finished up on Monday with Jeff, Jeff's announcement and then the the uh, feelers are put out by the by the firm, and this is what the firm does. This is why you pay them the money. They go, hey, you know, they reach out to each one of these guys or through their agents, whatever it is, and say you want to line up for an interview, and they just bust out in the beauty of Zoom, right? Like I know mm-hmm. we don't, you know, get touched. You're talking about COVID, but one of the one of the you know the bright spots, the stars of COVID, uh, was Zoom, right? Like we we got to this place where I don't have to get in the car all the time or whatever, and I have to go to the office, uh, you know, all these things, right? Like I, I can do it through the comforts of my home office or your home or what have you, we can knock out a lot more 
in a short period of time than if they were going to like gas up a plane or the car or whatever they would have done and you know drive up to, to Maryland for Mike and then you know potentially drive to uh, Alabama to Clunch or whoever else they were going to talk to all these other names that we we're hearing you know whatever it may have been um, what whoever the other people were it really doesn't matter at this point uh, they they could just knock it out so by then you know through day one they got a good idea like this person they share notes uh, the three people on the on the committee. Uh, they go from there. Obviously, they probably have some people to talk to, um, you know, get opinions from as well outside of that group. And then they move on to day two, which is Wednesday, and they get Mike up early and, and do another round. And then at the end of it, they're offering him the job. And boom, uh, yesterday the news obviously spreads like, you know, a little bit. Uh, I guess it was yesterday, was sorry. And then this news spread yesterday. And then bam, uh, today's the presser. So that's uh, that's kind of the lightning speed this thing moved. But and I was walking in with Blaine Taylor today. He said, look, I mean, we got, you know, he goes, right when they found out about this, he goes, like, we really got two weeks to get this done or less because the 18th is the portal. Like, mm-hmm. you can't say that enough, right? And then also, just on a side note, you got the current team that's, like, sitting there going, well, what the hell? If they don't know what's going to happen. And I know we got, you know, simultaneous things going on. I know a lot of people have checked out at this point, but there was actually a game tonight. Uh, down in Georgia Southern, there's the Pensacola thing next week, and hopefully they can, you know, wreck the party. There's zero expectation on that team, uh, but so you know, you really have to do it for those guys and for this current staff. And you know, Mike's going to meet with all of them. They got to go through all these things, right, and, and really kind of sort it out, and then you know, to move forward. So, and he's also, oh, by the way, still working at Maryland, uh, finishing up the season, which has not gone the way the Terps had hoped either. And they were just trying to get all this stuff done all in a timely manner and be, be ready to be ready uh, by the 18th. You know, have everything else lined up, which you can have lined up. Okay, we think we're keeping these guys. Here's what the staff looks like at that point. And okay, let's all hold our breath. It's portal opening day. Mm-hmm. It's like the opening bell of the market, right? <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? And, and then hopefully you have a good idea then as to who's in it. Uh, but... Man, I mean, you you talk about a guy who handled uh, the opening press conference with with high marks. That was that was Mike Jones today. Very 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 impressive, uh, the way he uh, he handled everything and his his vision for what he wants to see. And uh, he was excited for the support. And he had a lot of former players there, former teammates, I should say, a lot of alums there. Uh, you know, like I said, Coach Ronnie's there. You got other sports represented. You got Jeff there representing. I mean, you just had a, a wide group of folks. And uh, just to say, hey, man, we're here for you. We got you. But as he knows, and he, and he said it over and over again, got to win. Got to win. Mm-hmm. I know it. Thank you all. But I know I have to win. <laughs> and that's part of the job, right? Because like, that's really ultimately the resume builder, uh, what he has. But it will. Uh, it's going to be a really active, I have a feeling, off season for, for Old Dominion. I mean, we, we know last year how it was. I mean, literally, you know, they get back and like the, this, the portal opens in the middle of March and it's just, you know. All kinds of stuff going on, rumors of people coming in, going out. So it's going to be the same kind of thing. And um, as you'll hear when you hear the conversation I had with him after today's presser, he, look, he's already on the, the, on the recruiting class, well aware of um, how people feel about that group and uh, has been in contact with them. Doesn't mean they're all coming here, uh, but it does mean he's already you know, off and running on that front. Uh, we'll hear from Michael from the podium here in a little bit. I'll explain to you why he feels like he owes me money. Uh, as well, uh, Ricky Ronnie, as I mentioned at four, as you're going to hit with us on uh, the the football schedule was released today. Did you see this? Of course oh, you saw I did. This. It's your life. I did. Of course you looked at it. 
some interesting stuff. I know, you know, coach will be very straight and narrow about it. As you know, like, what can you do, right? Like, it doesn't matter if he thinks it's the worst schedule, the best schedule. There's nothing he can do about it. But there are some interesting things that you and I can vent about <laughs> as, as people that didn't put the schedule together. That we can. And don't like, like, our livelihoods aren't on the line each Saturday, win or lose. I mean, luckily, thank God for this, uh, for, for all the teams that I've covered this year. Uh, especially with the commanders, that I, I don't get paid per win uh, for broadcast, or I would have been broke and like out of work a long time ago. <laughs> but anyway, we will uh, we'll deal with all that uh, coming up later with uh, Coach Ronnie. A lot of combine news to get to as well. And I know people, even though you pretend, you know, hey, I don't I don't care about the combine. I I don't even pay attention to it. Yeah, okay, whatever. I mean, there's a lot of activity on the combine, and people seem to always react to it when you share it for whatever reason. So we'll deal with that. It is Friday, too. Davey Siegel will talk NASCAR with us in the 6 o'clock hour. We have tickets to give away, right? I have to mention that. Oh, a truckload. <laughs> Literally. Uh, a no, small we have, truck, but yeah, still. Small truck. We've got NASCAR, uh, Toyota Owners 400. We'll probably That'll probably come later. Uh, we've got the um, Willie Nelson Outlaws Tour, right? That's yep, coming the up Outlaw as Music well. Festival. Outlaw yep. Music Festival. And uh, 21 Savage, right? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, so there you go. And um, James is back, by the way, if you couldn't tell, who was off yesterday. And got a haircut. Was that, that part of the day off? <laughs> I did. I, it just kind of, it just sort of stumbled into that. Actually, that was one of the things I was able to nice. do after. I was like, well, I got a few minutes. I've you know, it's funny. Got too much hair. It, I know people probably say, "Well, these losers just work four hours a day, three to seven. What are they whining about?" But you'd be surprised at that chunk. And by the time you get, you're like, it, it, it cuts you out of a lot of things during the day. Some of which are basic things like haircuts, doctors' visit, doctors' appointments, and uh, normal stuff. It's and funny how when I went dinner. in there, they said, "Why has it been four months since you've been here?" Yeah, and I was like, "Well, you know, yeah, exactly." <laughs> All right, coming up, uh, again, Mike Jones in his own words on the podium today. Some more reaction off of what was a uh, big rollout for the new uh, Monarchs head basketball coach uh, coming up on the other side. Scott Jackson, show priority on Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. All right, we are uh, brought to you by uh, Larry King Law. Injured in an accident, call 757-INJURED, 757-I-N-J-U-R-E-D. Uh, good to be back with you here today, and uh, don't forget – uh, we do have tickets again, tickets on top of tickets today. So be on the listen out for the Toyota 400, uh, Toyota owners, 400 race in Richmond on the 31st. We'll do that before quitting time at six 30 ish. We'll really like six 25 before we handed over to Ted Alexander and Dennis Wolf from, uh, Georgia Southern tonight. Uh, is that Statesboro? Is that the cute little town? That is Statesboro. Yes. I know you're, you're quite familiar with the James, your football travels. Um, we'll hear from Mike Jones one-on-one here in a little bit, a conversation I had, um, in the uh, chartway arena clo- pantry, I guess it was a pantry we had to get to because it was so loud in the blue room. We had to we had to find a place where it was a little bit less less loud. Um, but I want to play this from the uh, the presser, and this was um, Mike Jones talking about. You know, it's a little different. This is his first, obviously, college head coaching job. Um, he got there in an interesting way. He admitted it over time. Once he was at Dematha, he, he he wasn't sure he was ever going to leave. Um, he was at that point. He had had other. Um, you know, inner you know opportunities for college head coaching jobs, and uh, this was obviously for an assistant job that, that kind of got this thing started rolling in a big way when he took the Virginia Tech job three seasons ago. Was there two years, and then obviously at Maryland. But uh, here was him on this opportunity here at Old Dominion, and why this is not just your typical uh, first-time college job as a head coach. This is where I want to be. Um, I I do not have any aspirations to hey, let's be good for a couple of years and then go. Um, my agent yells at me every time I say things like that, but I do, I, want, I am a monarch. 
I am proud to be a monarch, and I am, can't wait. There you go. Uh, Mike Jones' own words today. And it, look, he's right. It's not something an agent probably wants to hear you say. Probably not something you should say in a negotiation either. I went through a similar thing back in July. <laughs> uh, here, you're like, yeah, I want to be there. I'm not trying to leave in two years. I'm not trying to move on. Damn it, I'm old. I want to be. Uh, I want to be somewhere. My favorite place. I want to live. And I mean, Mike's like, you know, we're both from the DMV, um, and this was our college and our second home, and it means a little bit more. And I mean, I, I totally felt exa- every word he was saying there today, and you could tell he meant it. Um, talked about his, you know, they always had this huge. Uh, turnout of family members to support him there. Obviously, his wife as well, which was great meeting her. And it's the whole the whole setup was uh, really nice. But no, I mean, I you know it was interesting. So he, he was not looking to leave. You know, Mike Young. He gave a lot of credit to Mike Young today, and and also uh, to Kevin Willard, who was coached with just this last year, uh, in terms of learning uh, about uh, defense and really the way Willard is uh, so intense with it and so demanding. But you know, one of the things he said about Mike Young is he really kind of got him. You know. It was he, he was it was almost like the last call for him uh, to do this, and he said the thing he appreciated the most about Mike Young was he was he was bringing him in to be a an assistant coach. He wasn't bringing him in, hey, you're our recruiting guy and all this other stuff, you know, which we label coaches as sadly, but it's true. Um, but they have to coach everybody and help, you know. An assistant role is different than being the head coach, um, much different, and you kind of have to know your lane and know your place and the uh, how they're going to do things. And you know, he said that that was really you know, why, why he was interested in going to Virginia Tech and why he went there and, and uh, really learned a lot from, uh, from Mike Young uh, in this last few years. Of course, mentioned Oliver Purnell today quite a few times, who was his coach here when he first got the Old Dominion to Jeff Capel, who was um, his coach. And obviously, sadly, uh, Coach Capel no longer with us, but he talked about his son, uh, Jeff III, reaching out to him, saying how proud his dad would have been to know that uh, Mike had got this opportunity. So very, very again, very emotional, well done, um, by Mike today, and you know he understands that there's a lot to uh, do. I mean, there's there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things going on here uh, with not only um, the fact that he's he's got to you know work on things here with Old Dominion, but he's still got the other job at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> he's got the, not easy. No, no. And Maryland's look, they don't their their time is short. I think you know, you know their their time is short with what they have left too. But he's still got to do that right, and you got to do right by your. Uh, you got to do right by your employer, and it was you know give Kevin Willard credit for you know allowing this to get now. I mean, there's sometimes where these things happen, and you know what's happening, but they don't do the presser or what have you because the other school is like, no, we want we want you to finish up here immediately and just stay here. No reason for you to be distracted by all this stuff. But you know, credit to him, um, and obviously Kevin Willard thinks enough of Mike to know that he can handle it and uh, still be there, you know, and help them out uh, down the stretch here before coming here full-time again mm-hmm. and putting all of his efforts here. But he is already uh, – and you'll hear this in a little bit. I don't want to give away my entire one-on-one, but he, he's already working on the you know, the recruiting class. And, and I would just say to people about that, you know, you might not keep the entire class. You may, you may only keep a couple guys. You may not keep any of them. I yeah. mean, but there's – you know, you can't get caught up in something you never had. I mean, because you really – at the end of it, you never really – they never got to campus. Um, so – We'll see what happens. Uh, it will be interesting um, to find out how that goes. And there'll be other opportunities with other players here, too, very soon. Uh, I got a feeling. Uh, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. The staff thing's big. I had a bunch of, um, you know, some good ideas yesterday from uh, texters about 
former players, former teammates that could be, you know, coming here, what have you. And yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think it's all, everything's on the table. And of course, the current group of guys that have, you know, been put in an unenviable situation, uh, they have to go through the process with those with those guys once their season's over. Yeah, it's it's not it's not an easy thing to do on, on either side of the coin. Whether you're Mike Jones coming in, or you're or you're somebody that's part of that staff already wondering, you know, what's going to happen, or players right. for that matter too, wondering sure. what's going to happen with you. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of moving parts here. There's a little bit of sensitivity to it, but it sounds like, I mean, you've got the guy that wants to be here and and wants to, like we were saying before, build a legacy here. And I think that's super important. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's that is. Um... That's the cool part of this thing. And, you know, we went through this um, two days ago with, with Wood Sea League about, hey, are, are you worried about that part of it? And, and they weren't. You know, they weren't because you can't be. I mean, this is just the reality of being, you know, not at a Big Ten school or an SEC school or, you know, or an ACC school in college basketball, which is, yeah, I mean, you're, you're prone to get picked, right? Like, no matter how great you are, you, you could have somebody leave you for a better job. Heck, I mean, Kentucky's lost coaches in the yeah, past, right? Yeah. I mean, Slick Rick went to the NBA. I mean, you know, there, there's all those things that could happen. Um, it's, just a, it's just the reality of it. And you can't be mad at people if they find another opportunity and do it because, well, we'd want the same opportunity, right? Because like, that's what the free capital market's all about. But it is cool to hear a guy that believes big time in this. And I, I don't know if they would have found another candidate. Maybe, maybe Drew... Um, or or Breon Dunlop, if he was you know even in the mix, and I know he's got uh, I believe it's semifinals CIAA tonight up there in Baltimore. But you know that's those are the three guys because they're alums. But everybody else, they could say all the right things and how wonderful they think it is and what they think they know about it from what they've heard from other people, what have you. But they would not have the same you know meaning for them. And and, and you know doesn't mean they couldn't win. It, certainly, we've had coaches that did not have relationships with the university come here and be very successful right. in the past. Um, but it does mean a little bit more. I think about when Purnell was brought in here after um, Tom Young and how excited people were back in that time. And, you know, I, I was really young in the school at that point, so I didn't know much about – I knew his name. I knew what, he was on the championship team and all that, but I did not know, you know, what he would mean to the community. And I saw it. And today, boy, you could just feel it. If you're in that room, I mean, you didn't have to be there – you could have just shown up today for the very first time on campus and walked in and like, wow, this is not uh, not your normal. Uh, it was it was kind of on the side of like a pep rally in addition to a with a press conference, you know, with immediate availability inside of it. Yeah, there's a buzz and an energy ar- around this Huge that I think is just incredible, not just for the for the program, but for the for the athletic department as a whole to have this kind of buzz and have this kind of excitement surrounding this hire. It's, it's just it feels good. No doubt. Uh, by the way, uh, that is the poll. Part of the poll question today is now that Mike Jones is in, what's the most pressing issue for the new coach? Putting the staff together, locking in the recruits, work the portal. And uh, right now it's neck and neck with the staff and the recruits at 37% each and the portal at 25.9. I don't know. Where, we're like missing a percentage point. I don't know where it went. That's really weird. I've never seen that before. So you got 37 it and 37 is 74. Uh, and then it should be just a straight 26. I don't know why it says 25.9. Oh, because it's it, an odd It number. decided not to participate in the poll. <laughs> Maybe because it's it an odd number of votes. That's why. Okay, there you go. There's, see, there's my ODU education working for me <laughs> in real time right here on the radio. All right, hit us up if you want to react. If you were uh, one who listened today, watched, what have you, 757 687 9494 We'll get to the uh, football uh, schedule release here in a little bit as well. And um, we'll also hear 
from Mike himself uh, coming up in the next segment after James's update. Got a lot of combine things to sift through, and we'll hear uh, some of the audio from some of the players. But I wanted to get this one humorous thing because um, this is a, f- a funny kind of question, right? And this is always like you see this in the NFL or even in college football. You'll hear about, hey, said coach is taking whatever job, and you know he's the offensive coordinator, but he's going to go be the head coach. So hey, I'm going to spend two hours a day on this with this in my new school but I'm going to do another six to eight or whatever my normal day would be the other school kind of thing. So, so here was uh, Mike Jones today when he was talking about um, when somebody, when he started talking about Kevin Willard and uh, his role in his life right now. I also want to thank Kevin Willard, my current boss. Actually, is he my current boss? (laughs) Um, No. Kevin Willard giving me the opportunity to go, work for and work with the team that I've rooted for my entire life. Um, to be back at the University of Maryland, which is literally a mile and a half from DeMatha. Yeah, so he turned to Wood Seelig, by the way, and asked him, is he my current boss? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Do the, do the paychecks always start from each school on the other end? I don't know. Does that as a crossover? Who, who knows? But uh, fair question. Fair question. It is. It is. So it's a fair and, and important question. But again, you know, props to uh, the Terps for uh, – Again, allowing this to to go ahead and be kind of a simultaneous situation, it certainly takes a lot of the pressure and a lot of the questions, you know, off of Old Dominion. Otherwise, it becomes kind of a sham too, right? Because once it's obvious there's a lean, and if you don't announce it, announce it, and have everything, people are just like, "Well, what are we doing here?" Yeah, you know, that's kind of that's kind of a tough part. Um, Mark Stern, who covers uh, the preps up in DC, was uh, on with us yesterday at five o'clock and gave us a lot of insights on Mike and his coaching style and stuff. Covered to Matthew, he's also very tight with Mike. He was down, he drove down last night. Actually, texted him after the show, and he he was uh, here today, so it was cool to see him down there. But um, again, a lot of former teammates, um, you know, at at this uh, today, which was pretty cool. I mean, people you normally see normally see like uh, you know I see Swan a lot and see uh, Mike Byers quite often, but there were there were other guys too. I think. I think I saw Mario Molin. If I didn't, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I thought that was Mario Molin. Maybe it wasn't. I uh, thought I also saw um, David Harvey too. So that was uh, it. Was pretty cool. So anyway, good uh, good show today by the uh, Monarchs. So we'll uh, hear from Mike Jones on the other side. Um, coming up, we'll hear the one on one conversation we had after all the hoopla on the press conference. Again, uh, get to uh, your react seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. Bally's phone line. And the uh, text line open for business here on a Friday. We'll hear from Mike Jones on the other side. Uh, but first, James Witham's got your sports center. Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 here with new Old Dominion basketball coach Mike Jones, who is uh, back home. And Mike, uh, great to see you here. A couple DMV guys uh, from Old Dominion now here on campus. Certainly not the campus in the school we went to. Definitely not. A lot has changed down here. And uh, the one thing I hope that's not going to change is the, the winning that will be done. And uh, I, I, I cannot wait. I couldn't be more excited. This is a blessing for me. Um, prayed about this. This is something that I completely am ready for. I'm so stoked to be back here at Old Dominion. So obviously a lot has moved quickly here uh, since the time Jeff Jones retired and you were uh, reached out to by the, by the search committee. Just your thoughts on when you first got that, that contact from them and kind of the emotions that went through you. Well, the, when the search firm called to say that uh, they wanted to set up an interview uh, after I got off the phone call, it, like literally my thought was, okay, this is the chance that I've been waiting for and uh, let's prepare for this interview. So, um, and then... I had a second interview yesterday, and going into that, 
I felt like I had good momentum from the first interview, so my whole thought process was to not screw it up. So, um, but ultimately, uh, I felt very comfortable communicating with President Hemphill and Dr. Selig. I felt like they were very comfortable communicating with me. Um, to me, that was an indication of how easy it would be to work for them and work with them. And uh, again, I cannot be happier and so excited to be able to do just that. Well, I know you spent, obviously, a lot of time at your alma mater at DeMatha. Um, then, you know, some people were surprised up there, obviously, when you went to take that leap into college. Could you kind of share what was the thing that made you want to make that leap and, and how it could get you to this moment? And to be honest with you, I, and I can't put it any more simple, uh, Mike Young was the reason why I, I took the leap. Um, I give him all the credit for that. He saw something um, that, you know, he, he saw something in me and felt like it was the time for me. Uh, Mike Bray uh, had to do a little urging me himself, himself. He his conversations with Mike Young. Um, so the two of them kind of double teamed me. Um, Oliver Purnell gave me the Mike Young stamp of approval, and I believe Coach Purnell did the same thing with Mike Young about me. And uh, and that seems like so long ago, but you know, again, without that phone call from Coach Young on May fifth in twenty twenty one, we're not having this conversation right now. We might still be talking, but it's not about this. Yeah, I talked to you many years up there in D.C. over the years, just wondering if someday this opportunity might come for you. Now, you went back to Maryland last year. I remember talking to you in April uh, after you got the, the job to go back up there. Obviously, at that point, you're, you're not thinking about how quickly you might be making the next move. But what what that experience this year at Maryland, and obviously it's still going on, you still have a little bit of a season left, what has that done for you to, to help you get ready for now? Um, it's, it's been a tremendous help to me in the way I look at the game of basketball, uh, especially on the defensive end, um, to watch Coach Willard's intensity city every day, uh, the way he demands the best out of his players. Um, you know, obviously we haven't had the greatest of seasons, but um, he is the ultimate professional. Um, he is a coach's coach, and uh, I, I cannot thank him for the opportunity. And Maryland was the school I rooted for when I grew up, so um, being able to go back there and work with him and learn from him for the last year, incredible uh, in my coaching journey. Here with Old Dominion head coach Mike Jones here, Scott Jackson Show. In-person interview here right inside uh, Chartway Arena after uh, the big announcement today. All right, let me, let me ask you this part of it. For you, now that you've got to kind of be two places at once, what, what's the first priority for you? Is it you go through the roster? Is it the staffing? What, what, what is the thing you really kind of hone in on at this point? Well, again, having that conversation with the current players and having a conversation with the current coaching staff, um, i got to figure out where everyone's head is and you know who wants to be here um, and, and then start to make some decisions from there. Um, Getting a staff in place um, as the 18th comes and the portal opens up is incredibly important, but also knowing what the roster looks like going into what they call portal season. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to those conversations, and uh, uh, hopefully they happen sooner uh, rather than later. Well, you started your career here in the Sun Belt. A lot different looking Sun Belt, right? So so technically, no. Okay. Old Dominion was leaving the Sun Belt, going to the CAA. So I literally signed in the spring. So it was already known that we were going to be in the CAA. So, I mean, I guess I had my left foot in the Sun Belt, <laughs> my right foot in the CAA, but I only played in the CAA. But very different, right? Sun Belt, this, this per, uh, particular edition of it's larger. I don't know how much you get to see it or pay attention to it, but just kind of your thoughts in general on what, what you have maybe heard about it or seen from watching yourself. Um, that, you know, obviously the, the teams are spread out a little bit, but uh, the footprint of the Sun Belt, I think, is very secure. 
um, especially comparative to a lot of other mid-major conferences. Um, there is some security in the Sun Belt. Um, I do know there were a few first-time head coaches last year that came into the league. Uh, it looks like there might be a couple more this year. Um, but a couple of coaches have done so well that they're possibly moving on to bigger jobs. So um, this is a league that clearly um, the competition level is incredibly high. Uh, I do know a couple of the coaches, and they're top-notch. Um, so, you know, being on your A game and being able to recruit against them and then being able to, you know, game plan against them is something I look forward to. Well, for, for you, you were at two schools that obviously care about football a lot in, in um, Virginia Tech and Maryland. When you left ODU, obviously there was no thought of football. I think it was killed like in 90, I want to say, right? Yeah, I remember yeah, 90, yeah, they said, like, right. it's never coming back. Uh, so I remember thinking, oh, man, that's, that's too bad. And then to come down here, obviously, and see football be part of football experiences, I know you've done that. How can you use that as the basketball coach to, to your advantage when you're bringing potential recruits on campus? Well, your recruiting weekends become so much different when you've got football games. Um, so that is in the most basic sense is incredibly important um you have an event that they can actually see you, know, you bring guys in in the fall the basketball team is working out but there's no fan engagement and things like that but we can go over to ballard stadium and watch odu play whomever and they can see you know the students in the in the stadium they can see the fans supporting the stadium um, they can walk around and kind of get the energy of what the fan base in the 757 is like and that is an incredible advantage for ODU and I plan to use that advantage because again um, the game is about getting talent retaining talent and coaching talent and uh, again we, we I think we have a good game plan you just gotta get the guys to do it Speaking of talent, obviously the portal window opens, what, in three weeks, a little bit less, I guess, at this point, the 18th. Um, how much of, of that do you kind of pivot to once you get the meeting with the team and kind of get a feel for who is, who's in and who may be out? Well, you got to. I mean, that's literally the lifeblood of college basketball right now. So, you know, there's so many. There's, there'll be one or two teams out of 360 that will stand put with their roster and won't lose anybody to the portal. So, obviously, you know, most likely you're going to be on the other side of that spectrum. So, you know, paying attention all year long, which I have, um, and, and then making sure that, you know, you've got your ear to the ground to know when guys are going in the portal and then knowing exactly what you need. Um, again, you've got a fighting chance. And but I, I keep saying it, I cannot wait to get started. Um, I'm looking forward to every challenge that's thrown our way. Speaking of fighting chance, uh, the recruiting class was obviously highly rated for Old Dominion. Uh, you're, you know, I'm sure, one of those players very well because you see him up there in the D.C. area. What, what are your thoughts on that class, and, and can you, and how do you kind of go about trying to secure that if you choose? Well, I've already had a conversation with all three of them, um, and we're working. We're going to make sure that we do everything we can to keep that class together. Um, I'm not a big promise maker, so I don't want to promise the fans that those three guys are coming, but uh, I feel good about the conversations I had, and um, they're incredibly talented. Uh, you know, Dr. Seeler can tell you, when ODU signed the three of them and it became public knowledge, one of the first things I did was send him a text message to let him know that is a great class, <laughs> like, and you, I mean, basically applaud your coaching staff for getting that together. Um, those three young men can be very special together together here at ODU, and uh, now it's my job to do the best I can to try to keep them with us. Well, Dominion head coach Mike Jones, all right.
style of play. We, we talked about it a little bit on the podium earlier, but to share it with the audience again, what, what, do you, what do you expect the style of play to be? What is your desire for the style of play to be? My desire is to have a product that people want to watch and people want to root for, but most importantly, that players want to play. Um, so we're going to be versatile. We want to get up and down. We want to play a fast-paced game. I want to score a lot of points, and I want to guard so that the other team doesn't score a lot of points. Um, that's obviously a very generic statement, but I truly mean that. And again, the teams that I've been the head coach for, if you look at the way we played, that is what we're going to look like. Um, I'm going to recruit to that, and uh, I'm always going to coach the team we have. Um, if we've got dominant post players, we're going to play through them. If we've got dominant guards, we're going to play through them. Um, if we've got great shooters, yeah, we're going to launch some threes. Um, if we've got great athletes, we're going to run actions to be able to get guys downhill and being able to get into the paint and make plays. So um, the, the, the cool thing is I've had teams that have done each of those things and done it very successfully. So no matter what our roster looks like, we're, we're going to fight like hell to make sure that, again, we put a product on the floor that fans want to watch and fans want to root for. Certainly an exciting time, Mike. It's uh, great to have you here. It's really, I know, for, for uh, a lot of folks, a dream come true to have you Jeff, back on campus. So excellent to have you here. And it is weird that you and I are talking into what, when we were on campus, was the 4400 Club uh, here doing this interview. I don't know if you thought about that or not. I did not think about that, but actually you are absolutely right. I kind of feel the ghost of the 4400 Club kind of hovering over us right now. Well, of course, I probably spent a lot more time there than you did because you were you were busy. You were Absolutely. training. I was there. I didn't see you there ever, so I'm just going to put that out there on the record. But again, congratulations. Couldn't be happier for you and for, for all the uh, fans to have you back here on campus. It's going to be great. This absolutely 100% is a dream come true for me, and I cannot wait. Mike Jones with us here. Scott Jackson, show priority on sports radio 94.1. All right, we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. we got Football at Four coming up uh, in the uh, second segment of Football at Four. We're going to get into all the quarterbacks talking today because we're all talking. A lot of commander's content from that as well. Uh, we got a wide receiver that decided not to show up who happens to be, well, I don't know, the top-rated wide receiver uh, today to his media sessions. We'll deal with all that stuff at Football at Four. And um, next segment, Ricky Ronnie will lead us off. We'll talk about the schedule. That was released for ODU today. I saw Coach Ronnie um, before we interviewed him earlier and um, talked to him over there. He was at Mike Jones's um, introduction today. And um, at the same time that was happening, the football schedule was being released like within, like I guess, like 15, 20 minutes from it. And um, you and I have not had a chance to, uh, to talk about it amongst each other, but it's a 14-week schedule, 12 games. So you got two bye weeks, which I kind of like. Yep. Um, we knew they were going to, we kind of knew the front part of it, right? We already, I think we talked about this, right? Wood Sealy told us it was going to be September 14th for Virginia Tech. We knew they were starting at South Carolina on the 31st of August. And then we knew East Carolina was in the middle, was that second game. So it's at South Carolina, 31st, September 7th, East Carolina here at, um, at SB Ballard Stadium, followed by Virginia Tech at home on the 14th. Then a break, right? Then the first bye week on the 21st, so after Tech. So kind of like, okay, you've had an SEC team, uh, you've had East Carolina, and then you've had an ACC team. Yeah, I mean, you probably do feel like you might need a bye week at yeah. that point, you know? Yeah. But then you come out of it. This is fascinating. At Bowling Green, at Coastal, at Georgia State, like back to back to back to back on the road. Three games on the road. Yes. Two of the first th- two of the first of those are in conference. So yes. your first two conference games are on the road. Then you come back after Georgia State, play your first home conference game against Texas State, who will probably be the favorite on their side. I mean, they just got, of course, the quarterback from um, James Madison, McLeod. 
Um, then you have a Thursday night game for the first time ever at, here at uh, on campus, which is really cool, uh, at SB Ballard Stadium on October 24th at uh, when they take on Georgia Southern. So that's pretty awesome. Which that'll be an ESPN game, obviously. Yeah. Uh, at App State on the second, so you have kind of like the mini buy right after. It's not a bye week; it's kind of like a mini buy, as they like to call it. Then your actual bye week uh, after at App State, and, for, and so you get a bye week kind of before the home stretch of Madison here um, at SB Ballard on the sixteenth, Marshall following week on the twenty third, and then at at Arkansas State. Yep. So I mean, I don't know, just kind of counting. To myself earlier, I think you got a potential for a lot of national games. Yeah, I mean, talking obviously, South Carolina is probably picked up by the SEC network. Or one I of would those think things, so. Right? Yep. Some, somebody picks well, it up. Well, dep- and a lot of this depends on kick times too. Well, true. Uh, East Carolina is probably not going to be not just going to be a random ESPN Plus. I wouldn't think. Uh, Virginia Tech's going to be on some type of network game. I would think ACC network. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure about Bowling Green and Coastal, but obviously the game against Georgia Southern is a is an ESPN game, right? Uh, maybe the Madison games picked up depending on meaning, and maybe even Texas State, depending on how hot they are to start the season. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of potential there for um, for some national games. So, it's interesting, uh, an interesting layout with the two bye week. I like the two bye weeks a lot. I do. I like I like that too. Once I you know got out of my feelings about the three road games back to back yeah no it's tough <laughs> i started looking at the bye weeks i'm like you know this isn't this isn't bad as far as as far as being able to get breaks especially that that kind of big break at the end of the season before and then after app state no doubt about it uh 757-687-9494 uh got some texts here uh, apparently I, I i made some people feel young again with my 4400 club references um but uh, somebody here is admitting in the seven five. I don't. I'm not going to. I'll leave names out of it. Um, that um, I was thrown out of the 4400 campus club for bringing my own beer in because I only had enough money to buy pizza. Early 80s. <laughs> Just say because Scott, you mentioned it during your interview with Coach Jones. That's awesome. No man, I, I, I you know I was kicked. I've been kicked out of a lot of places in my life. I'd say, and I don't think I was ever kicked out of 4400 club. I'm just going to wow. say that much. Yeah. I don't think I was ever kicked out of any of the bars at Old Dominion. I was a very good patron. To I was most say, we're going to have to talk about the places you were kicked out. Uh, of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John of Virginia Beach says 4,400 club blast from the past. I don't remember what that is. Uh, <laughs> sure you don't, John. Sure well, you don't. Well, maybe there's a reason he doesn't remember. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I never, and I'll say this, and I'm being totally serious. I never saw, and I, and I, you know, I did a lot of research over there. I never saw Mike Jones there, uh, you know, when he was playing. But I, but I did remember seeing Keith Gatling there quite a few times. Ah, all right. <laughs> Mister Six Man was there quite all often. Right, there um, you go. Quite often back in the day, I'll say that. Do you remember seeing Will Clark there after one of those baseball, um, one of those baseball uh, banquets they used to have? I don't know what they called it back then. Um, but anyway, but uh, Will Clark, man, he had a fun time at ODU. Let me tell you. Uh, anyway. Colton, by the way, says uh, Maryland had a player by that name, Mike Jones, and I was a kid, shot the lights out from deep. And that's ironic because this Mike Jones also shot the lights out from deep. So mm-hmm. anyway, so that's good. Um, yeah, I mean, it is a common name. I mean, the guy who replaced him at DeMatha is named Mike Jones. So, I mean. <laughs> they just don't like t- changing name plates right. over there. Yeah, exactly. And apparently Wood Sealy uh, took my advice about that, too, about saving money with uh, the name plates as well. Uh, Greg and Gloucester, um, by the way, on the combine rumorage, he says, save that uh, number two pick uh, for a lineman. 
uh, to protect Russell Wilson. Talking Stop about it. The commanders. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> he really wants the commanders to have Russell Wilson. Stop pushing that narrative, yeah, Greg. That's not funny. We're uh, not doing this. That's not funny, Greg, at all. That is not funny. But it is funny. But it's not. All right, 757-687-9494. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while, we've got to, um, you know, knock out the uh, 4400 Club references and all this stuff. Because it is a little weird for me when I drive down memory lane when I go to campus. And all the cool bars I went to are just nothing. And I mean, like, the campus is a campus now. It wasn't really a campus when I was there uh, like it is now. But, man, that was fun. Oh, by the way, here's some breaking commander's news. Uh, you mentioned Charles Leno, I think, in the update earlier. I did, did I, yeah. I hear you say that? Yeah. Yep. Not surprising to me, but um, this isn't surprising either. Logan Thomas, also the Hokie, gone. Um, he was due $6.5 million this upcoming season, included a $500,000 roster bonus. So the commanders, I believe, are scoring at home or, or right here on in the radio show like I am. That's about $14 million, right, saved uh, between yep. those two cuts? Yep, $7 million for Leno. So, yeah. so six and a half. Well, thirteen. You're close. Half. You're 13 close. And a half. I thought, I thought it was seven and a half. You're rounding Leno. up, which I like if it gives us more money. Yeah, I thought I thought Leno was more than that. I thought it was seven and a half. But anyway, whatever it is, that's a lot of money. Uh, it does, though, create two needs, right? I mean, you have to go out and get yourself a starting level tight end. They don't have that on the roster. No offense to John Bates or uh, Cole Turner or... The guy, who is the guy Rivera loved to keep in the roster and he never played? Curtis Hodges. Like, why oh, is yeah, he on Curtis the roster? Hodges. Like, why did you put Curtis Hodges in the stinking roster if you weren't going to even play him? But anyway, so the, they have to get a, a starting level tight end. They need a starting level left tackle because they certainly do not have that uh, right now. So, you know, it's adding to the list. It's cool. Like, oh, we got all this money. But then you're like, well, we got a lot of things to fill up. You know, we got a lot of holes, too. I mean, you could have argued we didn't have a starting level left tackle already. But so. pump yes. Well, he did. He just happens to be playing for the 49ers. Oh. Um, Rub it in, why don't you? I know. Greg, by the way, says uh, his name is Wilson. He did have a W on the side of his helmet. It just goes together. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Not bad. He's got like a, sp- he's got like a joke writer uh, today or something. I don't, that's, that's pretty good. Oh, boy. All right, 757-687-9494. By the way, um, PJ says, you can have Russell Wilson. Oh, boy. Yeah, nobody seems to want poor Russell Wilson. I do find it interesting, though, when people suggest that he may never play football again. I, I find that hard to believe. He's Somebody will pay him to play football again. He, he's, he's not likable enough to not play football again. He, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> he's going to play football again. He's going to play football again. Um, Brock in um, – or no, Rich. I'm sorry. Rich in Norfolk says Brock Bowers to us now with the commander. Should do. No, they, they need a quarterback. You're going to have to try and trade up to get him, by the way. Get Brock Bowers, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, unless you're trading back, back you know, yeah, doing that whole game, no. Although people have him falling in their mocks to like 15 now really? and 18. Mm-hmm. and Yeah, that's still – not. I mean, you're, you're out of the Brock Bowers business unless you um, unless you can get Mahomes um, yeah. for the Chiefs, from the Chiefs for uh, – you know, second rounder, keep your first rounder, and then move back and get him. But yeah, probably yeah, not. Might be probably not. Might probably probably be tough to do. All right, Ricky Ronnie coming up. Talk about the schedule, his likes, dislikes, what they're exactly doing in spring football these days. There's some interesting rules that go along with spring football uh, that the coach will share with us, and uh, his uh, his feelings about all the shakeup with basketball. We'll get to that coming up next. Scott Jackson, show priority on sports radio ninety four point one. We are brought to you by Larry Kinglaw, injured in an accident. Call seven five seven injured seven five seven I N J U R E D. James Witham's got your sports center.